Hey, here we are, Radio Free Oz again for the week of September 12th, 2001. The day after 9-11, we survived a whole decade. I'm Peter Bergman down in Los Angeles. My co-host David Osmond is up on Whidbey Island. What's up, Dave? Ooh, what's up? The sun is up. The sun is up. The sun is out. We're having a late summer, or maybe it's a Indian summer, early fall. It's gorgeous here and has been for a couple of weeks, which is exceptional because we had an awful winter and a really long spring that... You know, like one of those uh, uh, Southern California springs that gets clouded over and goes on and on and on. It's beautiful right now. All is uh, all is all is very spectacular here in the in the Great Pacific Northwest. Well, we can thank our lucky scars that we aren't in Virginia or, or Vermont or Pennsylvania. You know. All of this global warming downpour, however you want to attribute it, the response by the Republicans to it was, you'd think after Katrina and George Bush and Brownie, they would have learned their lesson, right? The one thing you don't screw around with emotionally and turn into politics is national disasters, right? You just don't do that. Well, so, uh, I so now they're – go ahead. Oh, they're, I was just going to say the biggest natural disaster is Texas. Mm-hmm. Texas. Texas is hell, Pete. Uh, it, it, yes, was, it was the hottest June through August on record in the United States forever. Well, it's either one of two things, Dave. It's either global warming or it is God punishing the Texans for giving us re- you, there's only, and they'd agree. It's either God lifting his air conditioning veil, right, or it's true global warming because uh, 80, 80 foot long Cadillac convertibles with steer horns on the front driving at 800 miles an hour across Texas. It's, it's, it's really just, you got your choice. Anyway, Eric Cantor, right? Uh, little Eric. He reminds me of some of the Jewish boys I went to high school with, okay? Serious and a real pain in the ass. Originally said, you know what? You disaster people, you want our bucks, well, you're going to have to cut some other programs. Now that Virginia is one of the disaster areas, he's backing off, okay? He's saying, well, okay, I think we can find a way. In any case, they've pulled a Katrina, and it's really, it's costing them. It's really costing them. People smell the stink, you know. It's, it's not political when people are boating down Main Street, right? It's not. <laughs> boating down Main Street into the next town, into the next state. That's right, exactly. You know, we, we didn't build this little town of whatever to be the Venice Canals. Wait a minute. That's not what we, we claim. Talk about weather, though. I want to mention that. I know you heard the president's job speech. I actually watched it on on internet, uh, watched NSNBC via the internet. And right after the speech, which was a real stem winder, they went inside a Capitol and showed these huge lightning bolts uh, striking the sky with the Capitol dome in the foreground. It looked like something out of Independence Day. Okay. And they said, Major electrical storms while the president is speaking. And they were kind of like joshing at the fact that maybe there was some connection between him waking up finally <laughs> and somehow Thor or Zeus um, um, acknowledging him. But at the same time, in Indiana, the same storm was happening over the big Notre Dame football game, and 20,000 people cited UFOs. There's even 
of them. All right. Say that again. So my feeling is. (laughs) Say that again. Yes. 20,000 people. 20,000 people took all pictures of them, too, and videos of them. Yeah. So the UFOologists, both cynical and and positive, said, here's a perfectly good uh, way for us to test this. We'll have all of this footage and we'll take a look. Yeah, there's, you go up on the internet, you can see pictures of it. They look like, well, you know, it could be raindrops or cigar-shaped ships. Who knows? But the fact is, is that it makes you wonder if the aliens finally have said, well, Obama's pasted on some balls. Let's fly in and give a listen to his speech. You know, maybe, maybe the aliens need jobs. Okay, maybe it's oh, bigger than just Pete, America. You, maybe you, you've got you've got that's your pitch. That's your pitch. Go go to your closest studio guy, and that's your pitch. Aliens need jobs. Yes, it, yeah, it's structural yeah, I, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking a hundred million planet. there. <clears throat> A hundred million? It could be a hundred billion for all we know, which is a problem even bigger than we're facing today. I mean, 9.1% unemployment amongst a hundred billion people am a lot of folks walking around in outer space with nothing to do. Aliens need jobs. Jobs. That's it. Aliens need jobs. And Jim DeMint wasn't there to hear it. That son of a bitch uh, absented himself from the speech that Obama gave before the joint session of Congress. One, he one, insulted the president again. One would only He's, hope that South Carolina would make that move entirely. Yeah, in fact, we should indeed carve South Carolina out with Texas. Well, we've got to give the good people in South I'll start with them, a chance to move out, and then carve it out by laser and send it into outer space, where they can be the white Christian enclave they've always wanted to be, you know? Remember, like five years ago, there was this big movement of Christians from Oregon to um, to South Carolina. They wanted to create a true state and, and elect white Christian senators. Well, they've got Jim DeMint, okay? They did it. They've done it. They got it. So let's just them secede. It was South Carolina that started the Civil War, right? That Both. was it, man. Yeah. They were the big, they were it. Charleston, and, man, in Charleston, when I was there, in the only once in '83, I guess it was, working for NPR, and I was in Charleston, and it, yeah. I, I, I didn't detect much of a change from, from the 1850s, except, uh, you know, nobody was in shackles down there, but it, the, they had not moved on too far in Charleston, Charleston. It, the shackles were there. They were just virtual shackles. Well, now you're you talking know, about you talk like, about you talk about the president's speech. I mean, the 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 big controversy was whether it was going to run into a football game. Yes, yes. Uh, don't don't go too long because it's the first NFL football game of the year. The fact that right anybody could treat that seriously could actually put that into play as a discuss, as a as a talking point shows you how serious are Dave how how off kilter the whole American dialogue the whole American culture is right now I yeah. mean really you know what the, the 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 future of the Commonwealth or the first NFL game now there's a choice right which way do I go on that. Yeah, well, sequentially, you know, one after the other, <laughs> sequentially. Yeah, and and I I, I haven't seen any uh, um, you know uh, ratings on uh, on that game, um, in, which was I I do I did look it up to see who won it 
Green Bay, who won who won that Green. football game. It was Green Bay, but and but the scores were enormous. You know, thirty four to twenty eight. I mean, a real football game is seven to six. You know, yeah. so and the average well uh, the average value of uh, uh, the uh, football teams in the United States are uh, is the average value is a billion and a quarter dollars each. Well, how about that? You, you, you buy a lot of beef for a billion and a half, though, Dave. Oh, you get yeah. a, lot, a lot of sterile anger. 31 million people watched and listened to the president's speech, a speech that went off at 4 o'clock West, West Coast time, where everybody that has a job is working, okay? Still, 31 million people watched him. And su- surprise, surprise, all of a sudden, the the Republicans are beginning to talk about, let's make a deal, okay? Yeah, well, maybe we should make a deal. Maybe they've come back from recess where people have been throwing eggs at them and heckling them and telling them to go to hell. So maybe they figured out that maybe they're just going to have to work with it. But what did you think of the speech? Well, you know, I I have a real low tolerance for uh, phrases uh, about America that I've heard before. A, yep. B, uh, I, the 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 jobs programs don't involve anybody I know because I don't re- I know a few construction people. Yes, you know any uh, teachers or firemen uh, uh, or policemen? Well, if we bring, uh, yeah, mm, are we going to bring back teachers, uh, uh, firemen, and is, yes. is that's really yeah, that what's going to happen? Yeah. No, I think states are well, going to. Well, if that's do- part of the part of the bill, yeah. part of the bill. Yeah. Well, that's it's easy to say that. It's easy to say that. Bring back government workers that are really essential. But what it comes down to is government. And you either have to say, I'm against government, or I am for teachers, firemen, and uh, emergency workers. And then the list starts. And when do you mm-hmm. get done with the list? Because, oh, guys, we have to have somebody who's going to cut down those trees in the park that blew down in the hurricane. And then we're going to uh-huh. have to have some people who uh, will, will, will truck them away, you know, sell them for firewood, whatever they do. Thousands of trees went down in the east in, in all of that uh, heavy, heavy weather. Is, is, uh-huh. is this a government job or not? Or are we supposed to wait for private industry to decide they're going to clear the trees out of Central Park? Well, I would like to see Ron Paul just roll up his <laughs> and lead a team of rugged libertarians into the park with chainsaws and, you know, and cut the stuff up, showing that it's basically free market with day. You know, in, 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 talking about chainsaws, it's just an image comes to mind. During the early Russian um, space program, the 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 space modules didn't make soft landings. They made hard landings. They just fell onto Russia, often into deep forests. And, and there were special teams with huge chainsaws that would cut their way through to the people. And when they found them, they were each awarded a gold chainsaw necklace. Okay? So we, we could start thinking about offering silver chainsaw necklaces to people who volunteer to cut up that wood and take it up to people who are going to be cold next winter and donate it to them. Something like that. You know, tell a story, right? People want a story. And, well, and, and you know, the, I, 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 I take it you thought it was a good speech. Well, I, here's the thing. You know. I mean, it's all relative. I agree. I mean, if, if I have to hear another sentence that includes the word middle class, I'm going to throw up to start with. Okay, right? Okay. But here's what I liked about it. He was angry. 
Finally, you saw that his hair was slightly on fire, okay? Second of all, he chose the joint session of Congress so that he was talking to the problem rather than coming from the White House talking to all the people possibly about the problem. He was looking right at them. That was the second thing I liked. Mm-hmm. And third of all, he, he really spent most of his time talking about, it's a modest bill, okay? But you know what? All in all, he's basically set up the next 14 months, not that it's a great help to anybody over those 14 months, for America to decide whether they want to take care of this awful situation or let the Koch brothers, you know, run the world for the next 50 years, it's really, yeah, it, it's coming, Dave. You know, it's really coming. I'm not that the jobs bill is going to save us, but according to Moody's, okay, the, the rating agency, they said that the jobs bill will add 1.9 million jobs and lower unemployment by 2%. Now, that's not bad, okay, nope. from 9.1 to 7.1. And it's a modest bill, right? There's nothing in it that's like there's no conservation corps. There's no, uh, you know, there's no AAA. It's not the New Deal, right? Uh, it's and, and most of it is pretty mainstream stuff. But the problem is, is that a lot of it, like cutting payroll taxes, it doesn't encourage businesses to hire. It's not the cost of the worker; it's the demand for the products. Yeah, and here's okay? the and, and here's the the irony about that is that there are many of us in this country who believe that uh, we should consume less, buy less, buy yes. cheaper. Uh, I mean, in yes. terms of automobiles, for example, uh, yep. there's, there, uh, I, I think that's part of the liberal or progressive thought over the last 30 years is that we can do with less, we can uh, uh, grow it ourselves, um, uh-huh. you know, and, yep. uh, and I, don't, I, I don't see that, um, I don't see where the urgency to consume um, in order to put people to work. Uh, we're consuming like like what, for example? I mean, are we going to? Is this? Uh, I I uh, I I just don't see where it's going to come from. This is not a not a manufacturing country. Banks won't loan anybody any money, and no. until banks loan people small businesses uh, uh, some bucks to get ahead and hire people, that's never going to happen. The the, the 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 problem has been the banking industry since two thousand and eight. Yeah, that has been the problem, Dave. The other problem, though, is that even if small business had money available to borrow, there's no demand. Consumer spending, which for 70% of our economy, 70% is down precipitously. We talked about this last week. It felt like a People yeah. are like saving money and paying off credit cards and trying to make trying to make mortgages. It's really serious out there. So, I mean, one thing about the jobs bill that 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 people found attractive is that he was talking about rehiring teachers, you know, uh, re redoing the infrastructure stuff that is very simple and really does put money in people's pockets. It's, it's not like helping the banks to help the companies that will maybe hire and maybe sell goods, which takes a long time. It was a little more immediate, okay? Well, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a characterization of the country, actually, that I have a hard time buying, 
that the country is so filled full of -of out-of-work construction workers that we're going to tilt our entire economy to build more freeways and, uh, God knows, keep the bridges from falling. But, uh, you know, I'm not so sure that the infrastructure program spreads the money around. It spreads the asphalt around. And so asphalt companies, I guess, will uh, benefit from it. But really, you know, where is the real construction business? A big dam. Uh, you know, a, uh, I mean, what are people, you know, real construction. Uh, well, look, at, look at Europe with its incredibly beautiful museums and, you know, brand new great downtowns, uh, uh, waterscapes opened up on riverfronts. Here we just have uh, floods on riverfronts. I mean, the beautification of America, if I could use that term very loosely, uh, in, including its children and its families, uh, it, it seems to me to go beyond the 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 pat infrastructure and employ government employment when it's you say firemen and policemen uh and teachers but uh, the, the teachers are embattled teachers aren't going to get their jobs back they've already decided uh where they've fired them and let let them go that they're simply going to increase class size or do whatever is necessary to do uh with less uh, with fewer teachers so, uh, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I'm not, sh- it just doesn't touch the part of the country that I value. Let me put it that way. You know, it, 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 that I see and I value, um, which is, and I'm sorry that all, all those things that I see and I value are kind of uh, social in nature. You know, they involve people getting together and, and essentially, um, you know, enjoying the national parks and, and getting our minds and our uh, uh, daily lives divorced from the ongoing, continuous, endless war sponsored by these same industries who aren't hiring people. That's the point. You hit it right on the button. There are lots of ways that we could bring money home besides the troops. And there's lots to do with socially good work with that. Indeed, parks and dams and, and in terms of who are, what's the construction industry, the reason so many people are out of work is that the housing business was huge for employment, Dave. It's just a huge sector and it's completely collapsed. So the, 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 the workforce is there and the, the talented workforce is there. Yeah, and as far as teachers and firemen and, and, and police go, it's a combination. It's mandated because the schools are so bad that when the teachers go back, the students are going to set the place on fire. The firemen will come and, and the police will arrest the students. So everybody will, everybody will have something to do. Yeah, I yearn, I yearn for the WPA. I yearn for somebody to knock on my door and say, would you write some poems for 50 bucks or would you go down and, and you know, and, and lead, a, lead an arts class downtown for 100 bucks, WPA money? Yeah, I'd like to see the culture revive. The problem is, is that we're a television culture now and there's, you know, there's no place there's, there's just right now no place for for the intimate individual contribution. It's it's possible, but right now the phalanx of television is so thick and so deep and so free and so mesmerizing and so corporate, Dave. I, I really don't know how we're going to get at those sons of bitches. I just really don't know. 
Well, yeah. it's uh, it, it it is really discouraging to pick up the so-called arts section of the New York Times and uh, and despair in finding any art in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, just despair. The 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 the. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it would be nice to support a few murals here and there. That that would be a good idea. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the WPA. People wrote books about their states. Uh, famous mm-hmm. authors, uh, you know, did state tour guides and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but you and can the- get it on Google now, man. All you have to do is Google it. And you got the map and, you, you know, you don't have to look at anything, just your telephone. A CCC would work, man. I mean, there is work to be done. Yeah, after work, you can sit there and Google on your iPhone. No problem. What's the difference? They used to play guitars or, you know. (laughs) Well, I still do. Whatever. That's not the issue. But they still do. But, you know, it's like it's there are ways to make it happen. It's not that problem is that difficult. The problem is not there. We have given the initiative away. We have literally traded imaginations for a mess of high-res 3D porridge. Gotta tell you, that's what I really think it's all about. Uh, by the way, I, I've got to stop us here because we have an ad. Remember, people are just aren't getting, you know, you, you can contribute to Radio Free Oz and keep these ads off the air by going up to RadioFreeOz.com and pushing that green button. But until then, uh, we're going to be hearing from the fine folks at Alzheimer's Brewery. Hi, this is Chip Cheney, world-class water porter for Hacker Smack. My Uncle Dick taught me what to do when I was at the wrong end of a terror wave. Punk em and dunk em, he said. Right on. Putting the surfs down is hard work and scary. Me? I drown my fears with a tall, shiny can of Hacker Smack. It's my favorite punch when I'm in a crunch. So don't let the horrors of everyday life put you under. Come up for air with a six-pack of smack. That's right, Chip. Hacker Smack will keep you up as long as you can keep it down. Hacker Smack is an adrenal-blasting blend of caffeine, alcohol, mahuang, and country-style methamphetamine. Hacker Smack, a deniable dye product of Alzheimer's Brewery, Rehab, Colorado. Well, Dave, I read an article last week that said the the years between 2010 and, uh, 2000 and 2010, the first millennial decade, may be one of the most dismal decades in American history, that we are poorer today than we were 10 years ago. And 10 years ago yesterday, or whenever you're listening to this, was the great 9-11. And I know that you have memorialized it in a poem, and I'd like you to treat us. Oh, well, thank you, Pete. Uh, yeah, this is actually the first poem in uh, in the book called Poems for Fools, uh, most of which were written when we were on the air for uh, XM Radio and then uh, for uh, NPR, the early part of the decade. Uh, this is this was the answer to the nine eleven uh, in a poem called Senior Citizen. On a scale. Of gloves and roses, of cut paper tropics, of voices in chaos. On a scale of mariachis on Main Street and tourists from Tex-Mex with peach margaritas and brand names in neon. Balancing Union Station, soul food. Balancing Flirtinis, Flatlanders out in St. Paul. 
on the scales of, say, you or me, of, say, your children versus mine, of, say, cutting my family out of your soon-to-be dream in everyone's last movie? What the heck, they all said. What's the difference? Or let's compare beautiful Buddhas, tall as still buildings, with brokers and busboys, beautiful as Buddhas. How about your past tense, as over against my future indicative, and weigh flags on parade against death by stones, against the importance of beards? Now the pleasure of taking them out. Now the thrill of bright noise in the hearts of the mountains. Now in the heart of the homeland. Ceremonies of state, fragile secrets, and catch-up bull. On the scale of the coins on your eyes, the hairs on your face, versus the tears in our pockets. Uh, what the heck, they all said. What's the difference? Wow. Well, when, when did you write that? Uh, b- between 8 October and 7 December of 2001. And as I say, it's the, uh-huh. it's the, lead, it's the lead poem in, in that book. The next one is uh, the first five days of war on the last five days of winter, and we will remember that was March 2003. There's another um, <clears throat> anniversary we'll have to live up to. <laughs> or, and that war was that phony, fake war criminal war was based on uh, revenge for for 9/11 which of course there was little connection whatsoever Hussein was a was a was a son of a bitch but he was not behind 9/11 no. and that's why we went to war and we're still there yeah no it's it's a cycle of revenge and i don't i, I don't excuse this president any more than i excuse all the other presidents uh involved in what is purely a cycle of revenge. This is not war, this is revenge. Just like the war on uh, 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 um, uh, drugs was uh, a, a war against children. Just like, you know, I mean, all wars are against things that are perfectly uh, reasonable. War on terror, we don't mean a war on terror. It's not, we, you know. Did you see the pictures today of guys walking around New York City with machine guns, with, you know, AK-47s or whatever the hell armor they are, looking like, uh, you know, I mean, never before in the United States have people had to submit to having the police dress up like the army and patrol the streets because there's, quote, danger, unquote. You know, how much do we really need to be protected against terrorism? Well, and also, let me just talk about terrorism for a second. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm developing a show on bank robbery, and I'm working with uh, bank robbery divisions in the FBI across the country. And one of the things you've, everybody's got to understand is that, like, you know, there's a couple of thousand bank robberies a year, and each one is a true act of terrorism. Somebody comes walking up to you with a gun and says, give me your money or your life. That's in-your-face terrorism, Okay. Uh, All this idea of, well, like there's two or three people around that may have a bomb. Yeah, bombs are no fun. But the fact is people get killed uh, on a much higher scale, much more regularly in all sorts of other crimes, not so-called terrorism. It's a shuck and it's a jive. 
okay? And it keeps everybody afraid. It keeps everybody out of the streets where you have to go to protest the government, right? It keeps everybody feeling sheepish. And helplessism is basically the war on people's self-esteem. That's what it is, man. It keeps America from being strong because we have terrorists around the corner. It's like, remember back in the, in the old days when anarchists were people with beards and these big black bombs, right? Big, like, cannon coming out of them. It's back. It's the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I, well, it, speaking it, of... It is a shocking... Speaking of being afraid, being very afraid, how about the eight garden gnomes, which preceded oh, the president's speech? Oh, Dave. What 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 can I say? I mean, uh, it was interesting to still see the outliers. It's kind of nice to have the crazy professor, uh, you know, <laughs> Newt Gingrich, who has converted to Catholicism because his wax doll wife, on whom he has showered a half a million dollars worth of sparkles, basically is running him. He is, excuse the expression, the pussy-whipped candidate, okay? And he's going down. And then Herman Cain was kind of like the, well, Bachman was upset because uh, uh, Bachman, Congress, he said, enough, enough of this circus stuff, right? Enough circus, let's get down to work. She said, that's insulting. We're not a circus. Yes, they are. And the candidates look like a barrister. I mean, talk about bozos. Oh, my God. And then you've got Governor Goodhair. you got to hand it to Rick. Uh, when they asked him about Social Security, rather than being politic, he just let it go. This man has no filter in certain areas, you know? Somehow Phil Graham must have must have put the drip in him. The, the Social Security is a monstrous lie and Ponzi, Ponzi scheme drip, and it just came barreling out, and he kept doubling down, right? The dealer shows an ace, and you've got, you know, uh, 16, and you keep asking to get hit. I just... It's it's just insane. Well, Pete, he's, he's, he's the governor. Problem? He's the governor of hell. He's the governor of hell. Yeah. It's where there are more more executions, more oil spills, and the yeah. highest temperatures in the country. It's hell and, down there that he's uh, governor of. And if you'd like is. to have Governor Satan in office, why he'd be perfectly willing to take it over. And I will personally leave the country. That'll be the end of it. I've lived through no, too many assholes, but now <laughs> to suffer another one. It's you've already to... left the country. Yeah, you live well... on Whitby Island. Excuse <laughs> me. Look, the thing is, is that what really got me? It wasn't the candidates. It was the blood curdling cheer for the executions. Yeah. Uh, and here's yeah. the thing, Dave. That happened about 15 miles from where I'm sitting right now, out in. Uh, Oh, yeah, whatever Santa it is. Susanna, Sil wherever Silmar, yeah. Santa Susanna, we're at 20 miles from now, wherever the Reagan Library is. So that audience wasn't just a bunch of so-called gun-toting Tea Party hicks, you know, that came in in their, in their, in their pickups. That was a, a, a fairly so-called sophisticated Republicans, right? I mean, they had to dress up, and they were filled with bloodlust. Mm. It was chilling. Oh, I, I was. I weren't you taken aback when that happened? I was absolutely what? Listen, it was the biggest cheer of the night. Yes, hey, it was. he's got the record for throwing the switch. He's got no answers, but he's 
and on the switch. Well, the best, the best, uh, say, the best photo ahead. op uh, was the, was the one that was taken off camera when uh, uh, he goes over to Ron Paul and grabs his arm and shakes his finger at his face. Yeah, Paul got him by the. Paul went in there to to rough him up. He really did. He realized that if he was going to have any keep any traction, he was going to have to rough up Perry because because empty suit. You couldn't rough up Romney on this one. He was like, I got to tell you, the man looked like a pro at that time. Pro in the sense that he knows how to weather this storm. Perry's only begun to fight. He is he's furious and he's and he's self-involved and he's rich and he's he's a bully. And he's ignorant. All these things that that the Republicans, which is now the Tea Party, just love. They may nominate him, Dave. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, you know, I, it does. I I I'd be happy to see him nominated. I would be happy to see the country uh, once again, as it was in the Vietnam War, uh, with George McGovern given a real choice, sort of real choice, between two styles of government. We have how many people in this country really want to watch the football game, really want to, you know, kill everybody that's in jail? Uh, You know, how many... I'd like to know. I mean, is it the is it the majority of the country? In which case, the rest of us should really get out of here and let them have the country. You let them no, have no, it. We should take it back. Let's take it back from. Take them, it David. back. How do we do Nobody's... that, Pete? How do we do that? How do you how do well, you do that? And I don't mean of... just vote for the president. You know, first of all, my take on the whole thing is that the only way Rick Perry is going to become president is if he gets nominated. And Obama has a heart attack or is assassinated. I don't think he can be voted in. But the fact that he's running puts him so close to the White House, it's like thoroughly scary. Okay? It's even scary that he's the runner right now in the so-called Republican Party. That's a scary thought, right? Huey Long with good hair. Father Coughlin, you know, from Texas. So uh, the way, uh, Dave, I think that the American public, if somehow they could somehow get themselves off the couch and kind of walk outside and kind of meet other Americans would realize how truly pacific and, and, and well-intentioned we are and how thoroughly, in the best sense, commonwealth-oriented we are as a people. We do not revel in executions in general. There's hardly a mom in this country that is huge on execution. You know, there's hardly a mom in this country that wants to see people suffer. But that's the guys, Dave. It's the testosterone. It's those assholes, almost all of them being men. I know there's a few women who are really quite awful, but generally it's the men who are the problem. So I think the women are going to, I think they're going to vote Obama back in office because he may have his faults, Dave, but the fact is one, he doesn't mean anybody any harm. He's not looking to execute people. He's really not a big football fan. He likes to read. He has the best interests of people at heart. He may not be able to execute it. He may be a little naive, and he may have no good sense as a military leader, but he's, a, he's basically an honest, moral man, okay? I think he's trustworthy, and, 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 and Perry is, as you say, Satan's little helper, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, um, well, you, you know, yes, I, uh, I, I, I do think uh, that Obama has 
the best interests of the people in mind. Um, and, and he is honest and he is trustworthy and, um, scandal free, scandal free, scandal free, good father, good family. Yeah. I'd say so. I don't think they're going to get a divorce when he's out of office. I don't think, you know, uh, no, that's not going to happen. No scandal. It's the longest period in American modern history with no scandal coming out of the executive branch, particularly specifically the White House. Isn't that something? Nothing. Zero. Zilch. The, the most they can throw at him is that, what, his uncle uh, is got arrested for something? I mean, Billy Carter trumps that 100%. <laughs> Remember yeah. Billy Carter, His right. uncle is like... He is turning out, you know, um, uh, Kenyan uh, uh, colonialist beer. <laughs> Remember Billy Beer? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Ah! That'd be good. Kenyan <laughs> colonial beer. Colonialist beer. Yeah. Colonial. <clears throat> yeah, Kenyan colonial beer. Well, right? here, here's with what. The, with the, go ahead. Here's what's going to happen. Because they don't have to win any elections. All they have to do is, is win in the Supreme Court. They don't have to win any elections. Rick Perry doesn't have to be elected president. All they have to do is have the Supreme Court declare unconstitutional the election or whatever comes up, you know, uh, and, and that's it. The, the, the health care bill is now going to go. The Obamacare bill is now going to go to uh, the Supreme Court. It's been voted down and up and up and down, and it's finally bound to the Supreme Court. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to say it's unconstitutional, really and that's it. They're going to, th- yeah. if there is a- any uh, progressiveness in the United States that is engaged, in, that ha- engages in some way constitutionality, it's yeah. going to be voted down. And that's the, it may very well be, and it happened in 2000, and, uh, you know, that the Supreme Court is going to be the, um, the, the, the part of government, of our tripartite government that is finally going to uh, to run the show they gave us well, george the, yeah and, and they did it to fdr you know and he tried to pack them and that was that was a bad yeah. idea so that that, that would and, be you know that, uh, that, that would be a bigger fear for me than i uh, is rick perry being elected that would be a tragedy and a, and a horror show but uh, i don't oh, think they need that yeah. i don't think they need to do that I think they'll uh, they'll simply do it by, um, well, uh, n- you know, refusing to engage in any legislation, any progressive legislation whatsoever, and and by by uh, taking things to the Supreme Court. So suddenly, abortion will be against the law again. Blah 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 blah. All of this religious right stuff. It's insane. It's in. Well, it's it, it's. Uh, and and it's hard to look over the top of it. You know what I mean? To to uh-huh. get to get high enough over the, the 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 scum and bullshit to look over it and see into a a prosperous future where everybody is going to smokeless factories and having a great time and barbecuing in the back uh, and living up to the uh, you know these trite, unbelievably trite political cliches that pepper everybody's speech. I believe in America. America's the greatest country. This is all bullshit. It's not true. It's not well, nothing. It's, you know, it could be true if you made it true. It's not. It means nothing to say it. You got to make it happen. Yeah. If after five years you turn around and show what you've done and say, "Look at how great America is now," well, you can test it, right? But just saying, "I believe in the middle class," doesn't help, <laughs> doesn't the, middle help class. the middle class. <laughs> oh well, Dave, boy, nation I of immigrants. 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, definitely that uh, we may find the problems bigger, that there may be indeed 10 billion aliens that are out of jobs and are going to start landing in line with the other unemployed. What an idea. But let's let's hearken back to easier times. Let's go tang out as we as we finish Radio Free Oz this week. Okay, who you got for us today? Well, uh, as you know, this poem came came to uh, came just kind of fell into my hands. It's by uh, uh, Lee Shang Lin, who is was a very uh, well known, not as well known as the uh, other writers that we have been doing, Lee Ho, and uh, but Lee Shang Lin, about eight fifty. It's called Fallen Flowers, and it really is kind of a 9-11 poem, so we'll go out with this. Fallen Flowers. Okay. Okay, here we go. The guests have all left their high pavilion, and in the little garden, a whirling storm of petals. They lie in random heaps across the twisting path and stretch into the distance to catch the setting sun. It breaks my heart to sweep them up. Instead, I stand and stare till they mostly blow away. These fragrant-hearted beings going the way of the spring. They die and earn their tribute. The tears that spot my clothes. That's really beautiful. You know, I wish, I wish we had a... I wish we had a country that could produce that on a general basis. Things were probably better back then. I shouldn't say that. No, they don't were. Want to, I don't want to. It was like living in Somalia. It was like living in Somalia, you know, tribal yeah, warfare right. and endless, endless chieftains and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you for another lovely conversation, Dave. Thank you all uh, who are downloading this. Tell your friends, by the way. Retweet Radio Free Hold on audience. We need an even bigger base. We want to reach out. I want to thank Dave Maloney, our engineer, and the man who puts us together up on uh, Whidbey Island. And I want, to, uh, I want to thank Phil Fountain, who does all of our wonderful graphics. And, and Chaz Glass, who does our accounting. And Ed Willow, our wonderful um, uh, webmaster. And also to Scotty Wild, who, would, who does our web design. Thanks to all of you for making Oz happen. And Dave, talk with you next week. That's a deal, Pete. And I hope that our Skype uh, connection will be a little better next week than it was today. But people will excuse us. After all, we are a thousand miles apart. And, but we can look at each other and, and you can hear us. Well, love you, Pete. Yeah, maybe an MP. Yes, maybe it's an MP3, but it's free. <laughs> okay. Talk to you soon, man. Bye.